Blah 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 doesn't blah blah blah. Blah 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 blah. Like bus drivers blah blah blah. Not my blah blah, but the name of one of his blahs blahs. Blase blase. You remember those guys? They had the song that went. When the east is in the house, oh my god, danger! That was me um, pretending to be a sampler, hitting buttons on myself. Every voice I just did right then, I hit a different button on my own body. I'm not going to tell you where, because this is not that sort of podcast. Not uh, description-wise, anyway. Maybe in terms of implications, it is. And um, I guess that's how new aspects get added to the show stream of consciousness all of a sudden it's adult content we've been cursing since day one though oh speaking of which day one uh there's at least two secret interviews that i've had in the can for a long time that i haven't played yet so at some point i'm gonna get to those I also have a a secret intro piece from a secret friend I'm going to insert at some point but it's enough or that's enough about stuff that's not going to happen right now I'm, I called myself trying to whet your appetite that is me assuming that I already know what your appetite is and that I uh, know of an effective way to whet it it's a weird word wet you don't use that for anything else like because it's the other wet. So I guess if you did use it a lot, it would be confusing. But it's only surviving use is in that phrase, wet your appetite. You have to say wet like that. That's what the dictionary says. It says to say wet. Anyway, this is Secret Skin. This is a podcast where I talk to people that I know. <laughs> that I feel are, are, uh, are uh, worth talking to. God, that seems like a condescending thing to say. I have a live one coming up, though, this Friday, May 8th in Portland, Oregon. I'm doing a live Secret Skins part of the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. It's got Jackie Cashing in on it, Kate Berlant, Jonah Ray, and Jack Knight, and some secret musical guests. I put extra emphasis on this at the end because it's going to be more than one. And uh, you should get tickets at BridgetownComedy.com because that's happening Friday in a smallish room if you want to be there you're going to have to uh, claim one of those for yourself pretty soon I had a really interesting week but I can only really remember one part of it Uh, Friday night I went to a They Might Be Giants show here at the region in LA and my attendance at this show was made possible by my name being on the band's guest list because I had been communicating with them if you're wondering why I'm talking this if you know me at all at all you know that They Might Be Giants is my favorite band like by far they're better than anything like since I was like 10 years old everything that they make lives in my heart and um, they're the best thing ever and because of uh, a, a bunch of weird occurrences, I actually have been in communication with them lately. And Friday I went to their show, and after their show, I was able to meet them and talk to them, like talk to their faces. 
and their faces said words back to me. It was crazy. There's a picture. There's a picture on my Instagrams, Art Rap Mike on Instagram, and it is me making the face, um, ref- making a face reflective of what my heart was doing the entire time as I spoke to these men and drank with these men and uh, tried desperately to keep my guts inside of my face because it was difficult for me. It's hard. These guys are my heroes. It's kind of like it just ah trips me out. Just think about like like I look at that picture. I look at that picture on my own Instagram. I stalk myself, and I'm like, this picture. How does it exist? How do I? How is it that I've met these people? (laughs) It was a crazy night. I can't even really talk about how crazy it was because there's no words for me. Like for me, and maybe you can hear it in my tone of voice or something. I'm trying to tell the story. Uh, unfortunately, it's not very much of a story to tell, except that I went there and talked to them and survived it. I did have a sneeze attack as soon as I walked into the venue, and that wasn't fun. I sneezed about 44 times in a row. I took apart a desk in my house recently. No, it was the entertainment center. And uh, there's a picture of that on my Instagram, too. Might as well follow along on my Instagram while I record this intro. But uh, there's a lot of dust. You, if you look at the picture on my Instagram... There's a lot of dust on this wood thing that I'm tearing apart. All that went in my body. And then two nights later, the They Might Be Giants show, uh, it all decided to come out of my lungs at the same time. I guess I was excited. And um, my body got confused and thought it was time to expel everything. So that happened. So I spent most of the show not being able to breathe. My nasal passages swole up real bad. But that's about the end of the arc of the story. Like, I got there, sneezed a bunch. Uh, enjoyed the show a lot. It's probably about six or seven times seeing them. Then I got to hang out with them. I got to talk to them. Hung out with them. And we talked in our common language. Words were exchanged. And a picture was taken. These things happened. I didn't make them up. I didn't dream of them bus driver was there too it was like all of my dads were in the same room except for my real dad who's uh another part of la being my dad somewhere but that was my week this episode of secret skin i talked to my good friend three ninjas one friend three ninjas we talk about that too the plurality of his name this is the first interview i've done on the show that i actually recorded in my house uh everything else as if you've heard the show thus far has been recorded on uh, some to- some type of mobile situation he happened to be uh on a road trip and he stopped by the house uh as i met him in seattle that's where i came to know him um and he's in the middle of a road trip where he was moving to new orleans and um yeah he stopped by the house he took the long way and he stopped by the house and uh we recorded this interview and uh he played a song at the end spoiler alert and uh i really enjoyed talking to him he's in the middle of a lot of different types of transition um changing where he lives changing his music maybe changing his name he gets into all of that it's a really good conversation and here it is my talk with three ninjas um go follow him and stuff after i actually i'll tell you what to do in the interview 
because you can't follow anybody after you do a thing you don't find out what the thing is until you hear the interview that was another wedding of the appetite circled back recall call back podcast in 101 this is secret skin uh we're here with three ninjas hey jason hey mike yeah should I call you three ninjas throughout this? I don't know. What should I do? I don't know. I'm sort of between names. Yeah? Are you between names? Yeah, I don't know. I might I might reinvent myself. I haven't decided. Well, you've definitely reinvented your sound. That's true. Now. That's the truth. Um, but so far, you've kept the name through the sound reinvention. Well, I own the domain. <laughs> so I figured... <laughs> It's a good call. It's a good call. So, I mean, but uh, are, are you seriously thinking of changing the name? Yeah. When I get to uh, New Orleans, instead of Three Ninjas and His Weird Old Tricks, just Jason Brunet and His Weird Old Tricks. But I don't really like, I don't think my name sounds show businessy enough. Oh, it doesn't matter. We're in a world of normal names, you know? <laughs> no, just be Ryan Hemsworth, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you'll be huge. Yeah. You know, it's fine. I've, so I've been, I should be Ryan Hemsworth. Yes. All right. I, I've been thinking about that a lot, though. Like, especially when it comes to rappers. Yeah. Like, like I was watching the Comedy Central roast of Justin Bieber. Yeah. And um, Ludacris was on the dais. Yeah. I'm like, this man ha- is, is probably almost 40 years old. Justin people, Bieber? No. Oh. Ludacris. Oh, oh, oh. And people still call him Ludacris. Yeah. Like, like, that's his name. Yeah. It's Ludacris. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it trips me out in the um, urban arts. Like you have to pick a word to be your name and then yeah. it has to stay with you forever. Yeah. You know, but then if you're successful at it, then I feel like you get a pass. What's the pass? Well, like like bus driver. Uh huh. Like he said that he, I've heard him say that that's just a dumb name he picked when he was 13 and now he's stuck with it. Right. But he's bus driver. Right. You know. Right. You can he can go by bus driver. I'm like some thirty four year old fat guy that no one's ever heard of and I'm gonna call myself three ninjas. But that can all change tomorrow. It could, but it probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say it probably won't? I'm just really good at pattern recognition. <laughs> <laughs> so so but uh, if you're if you're considering changing names and you're considering pattern interruption right yeah so what's what's the uh what's the goal in your pattern interruption uh to make uh to make so that when i tell people the name of my band they don't look at me like this now you have to describe the confused look on my face to okay. the listeners it, you just you look confused yeah. you do but you look politely confused i expected something a little bit more rude yeah, yeah. I, I I just have a polite face. But do you do you get rude looks when you tell people? No, not name? rude. Just people just have no idea and they can't remember it. So I, I guess, but you knew all of this when you picked the name. You figured well, it would probably be that way. Well, uh, yeah, and also I just wanted something plural, like sort of the opposite of the Lone Rangers. I see in Airheads, but uh, that gets old, and for. For years, people would say, oh, how's your band doing? And I'd have to say, I don't have a band. It's just me. Oh, but aren't you one of the three ninjas? No. So in picking something plural, you signed on to have this weird conversation every day. Yeah. Okay. And you're yeah. tired of kind of having that conversation. I kind of am, yeah. 
So your new name probably won't be plural, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. It'll See? probably just be my name. Pattern interruption. Yeah. There you go. But now I do have a band. Or well, I did until last week. How could you leave me to live on my own? Why does she love me and walk out alone? She was the one place I felt I was home. The sadness will last forever. There were four other people in my band. And your band's called Weird Old Tricks? The Weird Old Tricks. One of them, when we started recording, disappeared. So, Is, Has he been here? Has uh, she, she been found since? Has she she occasionally will like something on my Facebook. But she, So she does exist. She does exist. She just wanted to stop Or being. someone stole her computer. <laughs> and didn't log out anything. Keep it going. This seems like a good collection of friends. <laughs> right. I'll try to like what she likes. <laughs> but what happened with her? Tell me more about I don't know. Her. I have no idea. And there was no incident that you could point to to say, okay, no. after this? No. Wow. That stinks. That's that's life. If I were you, my feelings would be really hurt by that. Uh, I'm. I've lived in Seattle for the last decade, so I'm uh, used to that. You're used to people disappearing. Yeah. <sighs> Let's not get maudlin, Michael. I don't know what that means. I, it just sounded the way it's. I don't know what it means either, but I don't want to get that way. <laughs> but I have to know what it means so that we don't get that way. Let's. Where's, let's look it up. Now, can you give me a sentence? You you have an idea, or you wouldn't have said it. Yeah, it, 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 similar to morbid, but maybe oh, with no, words. We're gonna get very sad. Okay, Google. Define maudlin. Maudlin, self-pityingly or tearfully sentimental, often through drunkenness. Wow, we're not drunk, so we can't be maudlin. Often, not always. She, it was enough so that she felt she had to say it. So I think it's. Well, that's because it's my her. phone, and my phone knows me. <laughs> Uh, oh no, oh no, oh no. No. What happened? Coffee dribbled down my. I didn't even notice. Really? The microphone's in the way. Oh. So I didn't see anything. That's kind of a metaphor for the people listening at home. <laughs> because the microphone's in the way for them too. They can't I mean, see the coffee. I should start doing video for this, but it's all POV. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. So you only see the person that's only, not talking? No, maybe. I don't know. Like no, no. Long. But no, but no, not see. No, just my POV. Oh, just okay. My, I feel like I can manage that. Yeah. Otherwise, it would just be like an hour of reaction videos, but reactions to like, just like regular stuff. That actually would be really funny. I just, uh, I don't have the, the will to make my friend, like that happen. My friend Steve has a YouTube channel. And one of his series is called An Atheist Reads, mm-hmm. where he'll read like a Christian apologetics book and then just talk about it. Not make fun of it, just talk about it from his perspective. It's really interesting and it's really good. And he's funny and charming and handsome. Hmm. And I've thought about doing uh, like a parody of that called An Atheist Reads, but it's just like video of me sitting reading a book for <laughs> half an hour not even not even a book that has to do with religion that's such just a good idea any book but you know that kind of makes me wonder something too i was going to ask you about yeah you um, can ask me about anything well that's good um you're are a uh, active atheist i was okay okay you were because you definitely were yeah 
I went through an angry atheist phase. Yeah. You know, I think that's normal. It's like a breakup when you like you hate the person for a while and then you're like because you and jesus were together for a while before for yeah decades yeah uh it's not jesus so much as like really conservative people with backwards ideas about who should get married and how the world began right that's the stuff that really pisses me off it still does it's still oh yeah and i used to also be pissed off at just anybody who was into any kind of organized religion, but I got over that. Like, I actually sang in church on Easter. Get out! Yeah, I sang my... my uh, Two days ago, you sang in a church. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, the three mics that I'm, that I'm hanging out with while I'm in California, mm-hmm. the first one was actually the pastor of the last church that I attended wow. in New Orleans. It's a Presbyterian church. So they're pretty, like, mainline and um, progressive... So what happened that made you soften your stance some, you think? Just time. Yeah? Time and seeing, like, all the asshats on Reddit. Oh, God. Twitter being mean to everybody. Reddit is a very... It's, it's a cesspool. It's, Reddit? I mean, especially for atheists. Reddit yeah. is, is... It does them no service. No. I mean, it's... No. Oh. Yeah, that's why, you know, turned in my fedora. Wow. Cause yeah, I, I I was I guess I was wondering at some point because it seems like in, in the way that your music has transitioned, there's not so much of that in it anymore. Yeah, you know? there is still a little bit, like in my Christmas song. Okay. Every year for the past two years, uh, <laughs> um, this long uh, tradition you got going. Yeah, yeah, this record company in Seattle called Green Monkey has asked me to contribute a Christmas song to their compilation album. Mm-hmm. And um, you can sort of track my growth as a fucked up country musician through it. The first one was just about a guy who um, just he got dumped on Christmas Eve and then he had to go and pretend to be happy with his family the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't even sing it because I wasn't confident enough with my singing back then. Uh, and then the second one was about a guy whose lover hangs himself on Christmas. And he finds his body, and he has to live with that for the rest of his life. Well, he left me alone without saying goodbye. And I can't keep my damn eyes dry. I know he had sorrow, and I know he had strife. But why take his own damn life? And it's a it's a gay couple, but that's incidental to the song, right? Because I just felt that there needs to be more. No, that's a great. Or idea. any country yeah. songs where the people are gay, and it's not about them being gay. And then the latest one um, is uh, it's about George Bailey from "It's a Wonderful Life." Have you heard this one? Did I did I force you to listen to it? Uh maybe. It's called "It's an Agonizingly Slow Death." You know, I've never seen that movie. Really? Yeah. It's so good. It's Is one it of really? my favorite movies. Yeah. I have but one Christian movie. Christian, no. Christmas movie that I enjoy. And I, and it's not that, you know, I only have room for one. I just never tried any other. Is it The Christmas Story? Oh, my goodness, yes. I've never seen it. No, see, that's my, that's yeah. my jam right yeah. there. I've seen the part where 
Santa kicks the kid in the face or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they put that in commercials for some reason, which is really strange. Yeah. It's not that big of a scene. Really? It's a great movie, though. It's fantastic. I should check it out. You might have missed the boat, though. Yeah. It's like you got to see it when you're, I think when you're so. a kid. I think you have to have you have to have that um, a Christmas lust in your heart, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does it make you cry? No. I bawl every time at the end of It's a Wonderful Life. Really? Every time. How many? How often do you watch it? Uh, I haven't watched it in a while, but I used to watch it like once a week. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, and you would cry. Oh, yeah. And still, if, I, if, if we watched it right now, I would just bawl. Do you enjoy sob. crying? Uh, for stuff like that. You enjoy crying for stuff like that. Yeah. So what is what category is stuff like that? Moving stuff, sentimental okay. stuff. Like all his friends come together and help him out. Okay. And you, en- what is enjoyable about the act of crying? Oh, it's just cathartic. Okay. Yeah. Even if you know it's coming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. But some things I enjoy less, like uh, the mo- Have you seen the movie Red Dog? No. One time, uh, my friend came over, and we got drunk and watched Red Dog, and spoiler alert, the dog dies, and I was just so drunk, and I was just sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> I love dogs. You know what? It just broke my heart. I don't like animals. I know you don't. Yeah. I'm that much of a sociopath, but I don't yeah, like animals. And, I know. And I don't watch movies about animals. Yeah. I, I actually get upset. That so many movies are made about animals it actually bothers me. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because I'm like, I know there's some more human stories that could be told. Yeah. Why are we spending all of this money to tell a dog story when the dog doesn't care if a story is told or not? Yeah. So animals are to Mike as football is to Jason. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I did not bring my dog today. Uh, he's at my friend's apartment in Bakersfield. And if I hadn't found a. Uh, a place to stay for a few days where I could leave him. Yeah. I would have had to bring him, and you would have been really mad. I wouldn't have been mad. I just would have been sneezing oh. and probably teary eyed. Remember when you slept in my house? I do. And he came and licked your face? Ugh. And you said, he better not come and lick my face because that's going to ruin my day. And like as soon as I opened the door, he went straight for your face. Yeah. And I want to tell you, I've had other touring acts come through and sleep on my floor. Don't do that. Only for you. Don't do that to anybody else. Well, you know what? Uh, cats have a thing for me too because yeah. they know that I avoid them, and so they do yeah. weird things to to kind of mess with me. They can yeah. they can sense the thing inside of me that does not want anything to do with them, and they're like, yeah. no, no, yeah. this is my house. Everybody else, they're like, oh, they're so thirsty. Yeah. But for you, <laughs> they're like, how do I how do I get them? So why? Okay, I've known you as a person who's lived in Seattle. Um, yeah. Why are you in Bakersfield right now? That's the closest place. I have a friend there. Okay. So I was going there anyway. And actually, my friend Joshua Stevens, mm-hmm. whom I, I think I think you've met. I, that name sounds very familiar. We, oh, yeah. We, we we toured together. Okay. And you came to see us. TV, action TV Action TV star, star okay. on Twitter. Yeah. Follow him mm-hmm. right now. Actually, right after. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can after, multitask. After People you, can multitask. After you give my podcast five stars, you're not allowed to do anything else on the internet until you're done giving my podcast five stars, and then and then you can maybe go follow somebody. All right, folks, I don't agree with that, but it's not my podcast. Exactly, so you gotta- and I'm going to edit out the part of you saying you, you don't agree with it. <laughs> what were we talking about? Talk why about why Bakersfield. you're Bakersfield, yeah. Okay, so like three years ago, Joshua lived in Seattle for six months, and he had a painting that he was supposed to ship to his friend Sarah. Okay. 
she lives in Bakersfield, and he left and didn't have a chance to ship it and asked me to ship it. And it's just been on the recliner in my front room ever since. Hmm. So you had a painting on your recliner. Was like painting wrapped up. Oh, okay. Was I it? never knew what it was. Okay, you never saw it. Until yesterday. And what is I it? Dropped off. Is it Kramer? No, it's... Uh, he put paint on his beard and like smushed the canvas onto his face. So it's just like a shroud of Turin wow. of Joshua's beard. And that was sitting in your chair for a long time. For three years, yeah. You had yeah. no idea he was watching you. No, I didn't know. Okay. But no, you're in know. Bakersfield... You're not staying in Bakersfield, right? Yeah, I'm going back there tonight. I mean, you're not. No, I mean, no, 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 no. Your destination no. isn't Bakersfield. My destination is New Orleans. Now, are you, are you moving to New Orleans? Yeah. Why? Well, I lost my job in December. Okay. And I was really worried about what was going to happen. And my sister offered to let me stay with her mm-hmm. and fix up our mother's house. Wow. But that's why. It's just, I've been getting weary of the Seattle scene. And an opportunity presented itself. How long were you in Seattle? Nine and a half years. Wow. Yeah. What brought you there to begin with? Hurricane Katrina. And actually, the the preacher that I stayed with in Hollister, California, where I sang at his church service, Mm -hmm. he is the one that hooked us up with uh, a place to stay in Seattle. Okay. So it's all his fault. So from the hurricane, like you lived in Seattle from the hurricane forward. Yeah. And you're going back to New Orleans now. Yeah, watch is going to be another damn hurricane. Well, it it happens around that area. Yeah, I hear them to understand. Yeah, yeah. What so, if I'm just bad luck? No, that's not true. Because um, you could have had a typhoon or earthquake or something in Seattle. That's true. Well, they there was a smoking ban as soon as I got there. That's okay. Well, not for smokers. What if I'm just bad luck for smokers? Because when I last time I went to New Orleans in January. Mm-hmm. They also instituted a smoking ban. Like but it's not, it's not there. still there, though, right? Because yeah. I feel like last time I played in New Orleans, I played in a place where people were smoking. It was making me No, angry. this was just in January. Oh. Yeah. Well, I was just there in oh, you're right. February. And I felt no, like they were No, they voted there. on it. The, okay. The state board of congressionals or whatever. I don't yeah. know what government is. They voted on it. The law hasn't taken effect yet. Oh, yeah. yeah so people were smoking hard then because they were like, they're last. Yeah, get it, get out of your system. Ones. Yeah. I hate that. I hate performing in places where they smoke. Yeah. Like, I don't mind people smoking. I don't want to yeah. be inside a place where everybody's smoking. If you're doing something where your lung capacity yeah. is like important saying, to your job. Exactly. Yeah. It's not all right. Yeah. And I don't want to necessarily go home smelling like I was a smoker if I was yeah. not one. Yeah. Do you so, ever like. Like choke or cough from the smoke while you're like in the middle of a song? No, I choke and cough from the whiskey that I'm drinking while oh, yeah. I'm trying to. Uh, like, you know what happens to me more often than anything while I'm performing? What? It's I'm trying to fight down burps from something really? that I've imbibed while like, I'm in the middle of some breath, long yeah. breath thing. Like, yeah. I have to like force my diaphragm to not make me burp in the middle of it. That's why I started drinking whiskey instead of beer. Exactly. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. Actually, for a. Uh, because I wouldn't, I would like avoid drinking before shows. But then, three years ago, I did a uh, a show for the 60th anniversary of the death of Hank Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, and he drank himself to death. So like the whole point was everybody had get to get super drunk, faced, yeah. but I didn't want to burp. So I like I didn't like whiskey, but I trained myself to like whiskey. Yeah. What are your musical aspirations when you're in New Orleans? I since I've been doing like more of a country thing, mm-hmm. I, I feel it's like probably better. Yeah, yeah. I have access to 
the Gulf states and Tennessee and uh, Kentucky and Texas and stuff like that. You know, I could even you could even do like a long weekend every month or two to uh, just Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia. Right. So what what is what has kind of prompted your shift in sound? Because when I met you, you were doing electronic music. It was yeah. rap. Uh, it was kind of dancey, even. Yeah. I don't know what to do when I'm sad, so I don't do nothing. I just sit around and hope and mope and text, but no one replies. So I pop with serenity to watch Marsh die. I know that I should have hobbies, but leaving my apartment just makes me sad to see young couples. Because I know that is something that I'll never, ever have. So what prompted you change into more like your brand of country music? Well, Mike, I just got that sad. Yeah, yeah, and and rap just couldn't handle it anymore. It was rap wasn't big enough to contain all the sad. <laughs> you ever? It's not that rap's not big enough. I think rap is too big mm. and too complicated. Because remember when you had that uh, thing in in the science uh, with the the MRIs scans yeah. of the freestyle rappers yeah. and all the all the shitty comments. Yeah. What people, what those idiots don't realize, as someone who has written a lot of rap songs and a lot of country songs, it's way easier to write a country song. Of course, it's way easier to write most kinds of songs yeah. over rap songs yeah. because the word economy is so different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's just it's just a vehicle specially designed for communicating sadness. So, it's easier for you to access yourself emotionally in that medium yeah yeah and then do you find it easier for people to to access you through that no no same same difficulties (laughs) yeah i don't think (laughs) i think the problem is that i am asking people to listen okay and um it's that's always a i in from what I can glean about how the world works, that's always a very hard sell it is when you're asking someone to listen to your your own stuff yeah uh, because like law of averages, it's probably going to suck. Yeah. They don't know that it's awesome. But every time I do finally convince someone, they're like, oh, I've been meaning to listen to your stuff for years. I can't believe how good it is, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, I've been fucking trying to tell you. But but isn't that interesting too? Because let's say they've been meaning to listen for years and now what you're doing is completely different. Yeah. I mean, so does that, is, I, I don't know, is that is that um difficult? for people who've been following and they're like wait a minute has this always been this or or was it yeah um i don't know i haven't had any new listeners in a while (laughs) that's not true it's not at all (laughs) um no i haven't encountered that um i have someone posted um one of my new songs on reddit yeah and like you know how on Bandcamp it's got like tags that you set for like all of your music sure and so it's got like Seattle nerd rap electronica tagged onto the tagged country onto music. the country music and like the one comment on the Reddit thread was like he quoted those tags and said WTF wow and I was like yeah I still hate Reddit do you do you have rap songs in your heart still yeah and what do you do with them now uh, I just wait and I say some point soon I'm gonna sit down and make beats that's I think that's the real problem okay is the music. Um, it's just really hard. It's, it's, it takes a lot more time to make. Well, it's not the time. It's just that what comes out just sounds dumb. I see. It's all like hokey beats and like weird. It sounds like 
like circus music sometimes. And I, I just, I need, I need more of, I, if I had like more of a jazz theory uh, education, I think I'd be better at it. But you have a pretty strong general theory education because yeah. you write all of your songs on guitar, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But that doesn't really help. <laughs> Not with electronic stuff because I always end up like just sticking with a major scale and it just sounds kind of, kind of corny. Okay. I want to. I want to just get back to more like just like one sample and a bass line. Yeah. And like a little bitty, a few little bitty things to spice up the verses or whatever. When you guys did your last tour, mm-hmm. um, how many cities did you go to? Oh, let me see. It was Olympia, Bakersfield, Long Beach, San Diego, Las Vegas, Salt Lake City, Boise. I think I feel like there's one missing between Olympia and Sacramento. There's like some city there, Eugene. Yeah, Oregon. Yeah, for sure. What? Um, yeah, Eugene. Yeah. What? Um. What was the most fun? What oh man, you? so many of them were fun. Probably Las Vegas. What was? What, was, what made that one? It stand was out? a house show. Nice. And like everybody packed into this like like regular sized living room. Uh-huh. There was like thirty or forty people there. Like they're all like covered in tattoos and wearing cool patches and they got crazy hair. Yeah. Like half of them had banjos and washboards, and like people were just, like people were jumping and like everyone was paying attention. Mm-hmm. How Joshua many was did it, a huh? How many people was it? It was probably at least thirty people. Nice. Joshua did a stage dive off the couch. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was a lot of fun. I think that was the tour where the that was the show where the uh, red spots started showing up. Red spots. I caught hand, foot, and mouth disease. I, I didn't realize there was even a such thing as that. Yeah, it's so. a it's a disease that babies get. Okay. But I got it at the age of thirty three. You're so sensitive. You are getting baby diseases. I am very adult. sensitive. That's amazing. You gotta, you gotta be careful what you say to me. So my baby. <laughs> I love your grown man baby voice too. <laughs> if I was a baby and I was grown, I would talk like this. But the like probably the probably the most intense show that I played was the one with the worst fever, and I like played it and I like went in the back of the venue and just like huddled in the corner of the men's room. That sounds awful. Yeah. So tell me about this new album. Oh, well, it's called "The Sadness Will Last Forever," mm-hmm. and uh, those are uh, Van Gogh's last words wow. before he died of a self-inflicted inflicted gunshot wound to his chest. Van Gogh shot himself. Yeah, in the chest. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah. For uh, some reason in my mind he exists before guns. Yeah, no, it was pretty recent. Wow. What year was this? Oh, I don't know. Nineteen fifty something. Seriously? No, no, no. I'm no. about to say that's impossible. No, I don't know. I only know I don't know uh a lot about Van Gogh. I only know enough to uh write this song and steal the name. I know the minimum amount I hear you. that I can know. So you can appropriate it. Yeah. Great job. But there's like totally some uh some references to Van Gogh in the title track. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me more about it. Um it's the first album that I had mastered by an actual guy that knows how to master stuff. Nice. Yeah, it sounds really good. There's it's definitely a step up from the last one. And I used I didn't I didn't do it on a computer, I mixed it on a computer. Mm-hmm. But, you but recorded I recorded it, in the it on not a studio, but an actual multi-track, eight-track recorder. Okay. So there were no latency issues. Nice. So everything is um, in time. So you're really proud of this one. Yeah, yeah. This is your baby. Yeah. yeah. 
I showed the clouds how to cover up the clear blue sky And the tears that I cried without a woman are gonna flood you, big river And I'm gonna sit right here until I die So it's just out on Bandcamp? Yeah, 3 I mean, how, 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 I mean, are you promoting it? Like... Yeah, well, mostly my promotion um, is uh, posting it on Facebook. Okay. And then I haven't had time to do this because I've been on the road. Sure. But sending individual messages to all my Facebook friends. That's and begging them to listen to it. fantastic thing to do. It is the only effective promotion that's that real, I have that's, found. That's the real DIY way to do it. I mean, I know people who are on huge labels now, and that's how they started. Like, really, yeah. <clears throat> well, this is, this is how I'm promoting the album, too. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's, that's good. I, I just, you know... In my uh, experience, it's just really important that if you if you really want more people to hear it, you gotta do extra shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like it makes a huge difference. When I as soon as I get home to New Orleans mm-hmm. New and home. get internet, mm-hmm. I'm gonna spend a couple days sending Facebook messages. Yeah, start booking some shows. Then when I I'm sure that I have enough money to live on. You know, aka pay my student loans for sure. Um, then start touring. Little tours, big tours. What do you think about videos? I would love to make a video, but I don't know anybody who does that, and I don't know how to do that. And those things cost money. Not necessarily. No. No. I mean, I don't think you have to spend a lot of money to make a video. I think um, you have an interesting look. So if you oh, put you. yourself in an interesting place. Playing a song. Yeah. It's really all you need, I think. Yeah. I got a song about my dog. Mm -hmm. You probably would hate it. I'm okay with songs about animals sometimes. Actually, that's not true. Maybe I'm never, maybe I never am. I got a song that on my last album, in my song. Jesus bless this needle. Mm-hmm. The verse goes, Tonight I cry over you, lady, and how you have quit loving me, and sing I'll never be nobody's baby. And for some reason, when I wrote the lyrics down, I capitalized I'll never be nobody's baby, as though it were a song title. Mm-hmm. But there's no song by that name, so I wrote it, and it's on this album. And when I've played it <clears throat> in bars, I've actually had people corner me because they couldn't believe that I wrote that song mm-hmm. because they swear that it's a song from the 50s. Wow. Yeah. So, mission accomplished. Um, and do you just play that song on your guitar? Yeah. Can you play it right now? Yeah, sure. I want you to really bad. Now I'm all intrigued and stuff. I can do that. Here's what I'm going to do to this microphone and You're right going to do whatever you want to it. That's I did it. <laughs> <laughs> worked real hard to convince me that the love I'd found this time was real well heaven knows after all these broken hearts dear you made me feel just how I needed to feel those feelings I knew could not be trusted Cause I woke 
woke up today and found you gone Well I've been left so much no longer feeling Cause I've always known I'd end up on my own Now I'll never be nobody's baby Go through life with no one loving me I said I'll never be nobody's baby Oh, first you say you love me, then you leave The night spinning your arms will always haunt me I see your face each time I try to sleep I'll never understand why you quit calling I guess you thought that you were in too deep Now I'll never be nobody's baby Go through life with no one loving me I said I'll never be nobody's baby Oh, first you say you love me, then you leave Got left by the girl from Sacramento Seattle says that she is through with me I cried too many tears for I'll ever go And I've lost a lot of sleep in New Orleans Now I Go through life with no one loving me I said I'll never be nobody's baby Oh, first you say you love me, then you leave Oh, now you say you're leaving me for Steve Yay. Fucking that's, Steve. That's pretty great. Thank you. Is there a real Steve? There are lots of Steves, but none of them have anything to do with that song. It okay. just rhymed. It did. It was good, though. I, I saw Steve in my head, and I hated him instantly. Steve Carlsberg. What a <laughs> jerk. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. That's going to be you guys' uh, Secret Skin song. I don't have to do one now, because oh, Jason yeah. just did one. And... Um, yeah, thanks. And that's is that is that on a new album? It is. Nice. And it's beautiful. It's got steel guitar on it. All right. I paid for that. <laughs> you definitely should brag about the things that you paid for. Yeah. I, I agree. This I guy agree. Steve Norman. 
Steve. Steve Norman. <laughs> He's actually from uh, Louisiana, too. He lives in Seattle. And he plays a really nice steel guitar. Nice. Yeah. Well, all right, sir. Tell the people where to find you temporarily until you change your name. Three ninjas.net. <laughs> spelled out N I N J A S. But the three is spelled out? Uh-huh. No. Is the three what? spelled out or no? What? Is the three spelled out yes. or no? Okay. T H R E E. And then the number ninjas. All right. Dot net. Well, thank you. Listen to his stuff, people who are listening. Follow and Action TV Star on Twitter. Uh, no. After, you know what to do first. Because if you do that, I'm going to see who follows him. And, and if these people haven't. Cut off. If you haven't read. <laughs> The muffin chop is closed. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm gonna find a way to disallow access to anyone who performs <laughs> these steps out of order. <laughs> All right, and this is Secret Skin. Thank you, Jason, and Yay. goodbye.